Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Rodeo Time, the podcast number 72. You get to meet the new intern, Mr. Kevin Reed. Reed, Kevin Reed. And um, we're going to meet him. Um, just Kevin, keep it down for a second. He's got a lot to say in this podcast. So you'll get to talk in just a second. We're going to hang out with Mr. Leroy Gibbons and Donnie Ray Daytona. Howdy, howdy. We're going to tell the intern stories, um, talk about how to become one. Um, hear Kevin's story um, if we have enough time because he just talks and he don't stop. So uh, we're going to hear from him. And, and then we're going to do some little Q&A on Instagram. we got some questions and I've got some answers. So I'd like to thank our sponsors, Mr. Uh, – why did I say Mr. American Hat? Keith Mundy runs American Hat. Mr. Keith Mundy at American Hat. Um, sober moment, real moment. When my old man – he died with his feet in the stirrups on a horse with his hat pulled down, and it, it crunched his ears down just a little bit. Um, yeah, and looked up and then fell off his horse, and when he hit the ground, it made a little mud spot on his hat. I still got it on the mantle, and that hat was an American hat, and I'm probably not going to wear anything different for as long as I live. So that's why I like American I was wearing them before they called me. Same thing with Total Feeds. I was feeding that before they called me. Boone was 15. He was one of three horses I had. And I was I was doctoring yearlings. And I needed two horses a day. Well, b uh, Ball goes down. So then I'm down to Bonsai and Boone. And I would get come in. I would get him at lunch. But he could only doctor like three yearlings. Because you know your boy DB can't rope. So I'm having to chase each yearling nine times. Hitting him in the back of the head with the rope. But but Boone just couldn't handle it. So I changed his feed up and I changed the total feeds and he was like a he was like a six year old gelding. Back in his prime. He was back in his prime. And so I was feeding total feeds and then total feeds called me and they found out I was a customer also and it we you know, love at first sight. So if they drop me today, I'm still gonna feed total feeds. K and Am side by side, that's what keeps us going around the ranch when we're fencing. These guys are putting up stage right now got a six foot bed never has to be made putting holes in all the tires find me another side by side with a six foot bed that is this durable this fast and this smooth that well there's not one there really isn't rock and roll denim the old og sponsor they uh reflex vintage 46 what i'm wearing first nfr dale brisby goes to jameson hockster the owner of the company he's like text me he's like we gotta work together nobody nobody else had called me at that point and uh, we've been together ever since. You bet. So, Excalibur Containers, the last and final sponsor. If you are an intern, our man Kevin's about to move into one. Move-in day. Excalibur Containers, right out of Graham, Texas. Now, on to the podcast. Dang it. Pow, pow. Rodeo time. Got to get her on down the road. What's up, Kevin? Hanging out. Into the mic. Hanging out. There he is. Kevin is, uh, what's your last name? Reed. Kevin Reed. He's not our newest intern, but he is the, he's next in line for um, who we've done a podcast for. So, um, who was, who was, Willie was before Kevin. We did a podcast with Willie. Before that was Gabe, before that was Joe, 
So everybody's heard from all the other interns. Kevin is the, the, the most recent intern that, that you guys have not heard from. We've also got Blythe, Eep. Everybody calls her Beep Beep. Well, her Instagram calls her Beep Beep. Um, we'll hear from her later. Right now we want to hear from you, Kevin. What brought you to Radiator Ranch? I wanted to learn how to ride bulls. It's like you, you, okay, anyways, um, you wanted to learn how to ride bulls. How many you been on? Before showing up here, 40. Okay. Then you got on two here and broke your collarbone. Yes, sir. Yeah. What were you doing before you got here? Where were you? You were in Tennessee, right? Yep. Where in Tennessee? About an hour south of Nashville, Manchester. And you're how old right now? 22. So give me the give me the the story of Kevin that like got you interested in riding bulls. Like when did that start? Went to college in Ohio, seen they had a little open bull riding, entered it, liked it, went back the next weekend, and just uh, been trying to find places to ride since then. What ta- what town was that in? The bull riding. That was at the uh, Fox Hollow Arena in I think Van Wert. Ohio. Van Wert. I've been there. I taught the bullfighting at a rodeo school there. Really? Little bitty, like, indoor. Mm-hmm. Isn't mm. it? Is it kind of like a bar? No. Or is it? Is there a college arena? Like a restaurant? No, it's this little bitty, little bitty deal. It's like. I remember I went with you. It is. I, I don't know. I don't think you went with me to, to um, Martin, uh, Martin to Tennessee. Martin. Yeah, that's you what went it was. with me to Tennessee. But this one I flew into. But. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was. I didn't like fly into the school. I flew to, I think, Cleveland or something, and then we went. But anyway, uh, yeah, cool arena, super small. Yep. Like the size of this room, the arena. Tell me about riding at Van Wert. It was fun. They had a good little amateur class, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Where you could like rent gear from them and get on jump kickers and then go from there. So they had. You could enter multiple times in an evening. No, just once. They they had like a little amateur class, like jackpot. Yeah. They'd have like a zebra sanction event, and then they'd have like Southeast Bull Riders Association. Oh yeah, and then they'd have the amateur, the novice class, where it's like thirty dollar entry fee, and you could win whatever else anybody else put in. Dang, that's user friendly. That's cool. Yeah. They want you to get on. Yeah. Did the bulls, like, really match up? It was just kind of like a. some of them would walk around, and then some of them you definitely weren't ready for. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, like, if you were in the novice deal, mm-hmm. you, so, like, you were, you, you were pretty sure you are going to get on a novice bull. Yep. Yeah. See, that's pretty cool. That's a great place for somebody to start out. Yeah, it was a good place. Um, but you broke your collarbone at some point, huh? There, right before I graduated college. Yeah. Moved home. Found some places to ride, and then broke it again. What was it like going to those practice bins? Uh, guys like to throw you on something that's uh, I guess a little juicy. Trying to get their bulls bucked. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. bull guys, and they just happen to have they needed bull riders. Yes, sir. Yeah, there's a lot of those, which oh, is yeah. really good if you're at that point where you just need bulls. But if you've only been on 20 in the novice class at Van Wert, Ohio, yep. <laughs> there's probably going to be some run under you that are a little over your head. Yep. So you broke your collarbone again. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> How many times have you broken your collarbone? Four. This fourth one was here on the beaches. Mm, yeah. Nice. Same spot. They were all riding bulls. The first one was a four-wheeler wreck. I got the you. last three were riding bulls. Yeah. So it seems about like every 12 bulls you're going to break something. <laughs> Just a collarbone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, more specifically, every 12 bulls you're going to break a collarbone. I've broken mine three times. Once on a bull, another time on a on a bronc. Um, so when did you start following Dale Brisby? I guess right when I got into bull riding in college, it was probably three years ago, if not more. You were looking up something about bull riding on YouTube? Yes, sir. Yeah, I got in trouble in the back behind the chutes because I didn't know how to tie a bull rope. So I went home, started looking stuff up, came across you. And you found a just rodeoing? It was before those, but you did have a video on how to tie a bull rope. Were you the one that we were talking about this the other day, or is there somebody different? I think it was him. Okay. I, I think I heard you guys talking yeah. about it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's – uh, it's crazy how many guys don't know how. I definitely did not. I think it's called a bowling on a bite or something is the actual term of the – like what you call that knot. Most people just call it bull rope knot, but um, it's – because you can, you can not tie it correctly, and then it'll turn into a slip knot. So what a lot of guys do is just leave it tied in their rope, but they may have to have someone else tie it for them at the rodeo. Um, but, I mean, which is fine. I yeah. mean, because there's probably a lot of guys that can ride the snot out of some bulls that don't, that don't yeah. know how to tie it. Um, and there's going to be the same thing in the bronc riding, guys that don't know certain things about saddles that, what's he say? I don't know what it's called. I just know the sound it makes when it takes another man's life. Yeah. Mm. Tropic Thunder. All right, so. Um, you have hands? You're like maybe the 12th, 15th, somewhere in there intern to come through. Has there been that many? Well, I'm thinking of like, I'm 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 counting like the Californian pancake and stretch that came through. Oh yeah, oh, they would yeah. be technically the, the the two Washington guys, Pony Boy and Lane. If if you want to get, it's hard for me to consider like who's been Rodeo Time Incorporated interns though. We had Deanie Weenie String Bikini. He was the OG. He was yep. the first one. Then after that, Garrett, Garrett Kelly Johnson. There's somebody in between them. Who? Wasn't it Sam in between them? Sam no, was after Garrett Sam Kelly. Oh, okay. Garrett. Then it Sorry. was Wes. Yeah. Then Donnie Daytona. No. Oh, there's somebody else in there. Nick. That. Um. All right. Uh, Dean. Uh, Garrett. Garrett. Wes. Sam. No, Sam. Wes. Sam. Sam Wes. Donnie. Donnie. Nick. Joe. Gabe. Willie. Um, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin Blythe. Eleven. Blythe would be the eleventh. Mm. I'm missing somebody in there. I don't think you are. Really? Yeah. So eleven. Anyway. Um, yeah, two young ladies. Eleven and and nine guys. So I'm I'm gonna Sausage do a little. Fest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are getting hit up. Yeah, my phone's going going off we recently so the as you're listening to this the show probably came out um uh, how to be a cowboy and um cameo has 
you know, hit us up and they're like, you guys need a cameo account, cameo.com. And it's where you can book videos. You can pay for videos with celebrities. Um, I imagine we are probably the least expensive <laughs> celebrities the on, <laughs> on the whole website. <laughs> I don't know, eight bucks. What do you think? Cameo I was like, well, we were thinking 40. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we ain't doing 40. Anyway. Um, I'm still, like I, I told the lady, I was like, I'm still going to send videos to people that text me on my phone or hit DM me. But what I do like about Cameo, it's like, that's like a guaranteed way. You know, it's like yeah. somebody put some money down and there's a timer ticking. It like, it you go there for that reason. Mm-hmm. And the app, it's like user friendly. Yeah. You know, if you got to text somebody, you got to like record it on your phone, then your phone's filling up and then you got to send it. So anyways... If you guys want anybody on the team, whether it be Dale, Leroy, Donnie, Jordan, Cheech, anybody from the show at least, we've all got cameos. Go to cameo.com if you want to send your cousin a video telling him he ain't no cowboy. If you want to um, tell your mom she's not putting enough cheese in the macaroni and cheese. That's what I've been saying. Then uh, Leroy can send her a video. Well, you can send her one that Leroy made for her from you. You're welcome. Cameo Cowboys. That yeah, that's what the the, gr- <laughs> the group there's text. a group text with a a rep from Cameo and in the group text she she named it Cameo Cowboys. So anyways, cameo.com, check that out. Anyhow, uh what was I going to do? Oh, Instagram. Yeah, I did a Q&A just to kind of hear what see what you guys wanted to know. For the podcast, not you. I was looking at you, Leroy, but you, the viewers. So most of the time when I do a Q&A on Instagram, it means we're probably going to do a podcast soon. I probably should have been more specific. What do you want to know from Kevin? So before <laughs> we get too far into, and I let Kevin go on a rant, before we get there, I do want to ask, or before we get too far into these Q&As, I want to ask Kevin about his video. Do you all remember his video? Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. I didn't see it. it Tell us about funny. your video. I sent a couple serious ones and then got me nowhere. So then I sent one of me trying to fold a shirt as fast as I could and then kicking a box, and that seemed to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, usually it's the other way around. Usually guys try, like try to be funny, and they're like, they that's their first video, and they're like, well, I didn't get heard from, so I'm going to send a serious yeah. one. So, um that's what usually interns that come about and the last few have had to send multiple videos. Yeah. But, um, usually, um, the way people become interns is they'll send a video to rodeo time, Instagram or wherever I tell them to send it. And, um, Gabe had to send multiple. Willie had to send multiple. Kevin had to send multiple. Our most recent intern Blythe, she did the deal. She saw that I made an appearance and she came and um, to Lincoln, Nebraska during the uh, the uh, national high school finals, and she met me in person, firm handshake, looked me in the eye, reiterated multiple times that she would work for free for a, a you substantial know, amount of time, a long time, just because she saw the value. She actually wants to come. She wanted to come to uh, learn about the business side of things. Um, That's a first. That that is a first. But, but maybe the most ROI positive. So, anyways, business terms <laughs> in a book. <laughs> so, back to Kevin. Um, 
what was your what what was the thinking behind that video? Try to make somebody laugh, <laughs> make them think I could uh, be all right to be around to work with. I feel like if someone, if you had a cameo account, and someone paid for you to like talk on there, you, they they may not get the bang <laughs> for their buck. <laughs> hey Cheryl, your son messaged me said, "Let me tell you that." Uh, the the thing that's frustrating me, Winnebago, it's not that he's not talking. It's that he doesn't talk around me. Apparently. He's hilarious. He talks to Willie, Leroy, Donnie. What is it about me that makes you like want to like be quiet? I don't want to say something dumb and get fired. <laughs> Do you you feel like I okay, so that is one thing I've heard from, you know, Kevin's scared he's going to get fired. What is it that you think why, why do you think I'm going to fire you? I don't know. You just got this feeling? <laughs> just got this feeling. That you're not going to make it? <laughs> I'm trying my best. <sighs> I don't feel like I fire people for just anything. Like, I feel like you got to really do something, you know. Word Did somebody tell you something about me? No? No. Is there something about me that you're like, this guy might fire me? Nah. <laughs> so, or is it a Kevin thing? Are you like this with all your bosses? Yeah, I'm pretty much like this with all my bosses. Okay. Just kind of do my work. Have you ever been fired? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. And here we are. Kevin is nervous because he's been fired before. And now this time you're a little further from home. It's going to be a little bit longer drive home. Um, shameful drive. Yeah. So Kevin, um, when he got came on as an intern, he uh, we did not really we were we didn't need an intern at the time. And I was like, man, you know, go through your internship and then you know we'll start paying you. May not you may not get you know the same pay as our top employee right off the bat just because. And he was like, that's okay. I'm here to ride bulls. Like this bull riding is going to be what's most beneficial that's pay enough mm-hmm. so like if i can give him enough cash where he not losing money but he gets to ride bulls at work and he's learning second boy breaks his collarbone <laughs> <laughs> but you were more scared you were going to get fired rather than upset that you didn't get to ride bulls i mean i was pretty upset about not getting to ride bulls for another seven weeks or so but yeah i didn't want to get fired over it yeah I'm well. Me being a bull rider myself, I'm not gonna just fire somebody because they got hurt riding bulls. But um, long story short, we're we're happy you're still here. Um, Are now you y- happy you're still here? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a blessing. Silent Bob over here. I I don't think I'm an asshole, guys. I, I don't really think don't. You are okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, podcast number 72, Q&A on Instagram. Um, how do you feel about Abril working for you? Abril is someone who was l- recruited locally. Yeah. She's funny. She's funny. I'm going to have her on a podcast soon. She is funny. She is. She might end up being like one of, like a mainstay in the podcast. I could see that happening. We need to make sure that Abril's ready <laughs> for a podcast. 
Um, can you get me to 10K, fam? This is M Mitch Montgomery. He uh, he filmed, edited the first YouTube video, started the first YouTube, actually. We have had, uh, we I had had an, a Facebook for a couple of years, but I didn't have a YouTube. Mitch Montgomery filmed the first video and started the YouTube. So big shout out to Mitch. Follow him on Instagram so he can get to 10,000 followers. He deserves more. Yeah, Mitch. Definitely. I'm looking to get into ranching, uh, bronc riding. Do you know anyone that needs interns? And I said to text the word intern to my phone number. Text the word intern, I-N-T-E-R-N, to 940-353-0890. And not only am I going to tell you how to become an intern, but I'm going to tell you when. Because that's what's most important. Yeah, you know, timing. The timing. Well, it's all about timing. Because you sense your first two videos... And either somebody beat you to the punch or we didn't need an intern at the time. Well, this last video, it's like, all right, our, when we bring on interns, it's usually dependent on um, housing. Do we have housing? And um, so we had, we had a spot come open. We needed someone to fill it. We reached out. You sent a video. So the timing of when you become an intern, it's like you got to be paying attention. So you will get a text from me when that time comes up. That's going to be the first place, maybe the only place I um, start letting interns know how to how to get how to apply. So potential interns. Potential interns. So text intern to nine four zero three five three zero eight nine zero. How old are you? A lot of people are curious how old I am. He's old people. I'm old enough to get in the door. I'm young enough to. Have a good time still. He's old. I'm beat up. <laughs> it ain't the years, it's the miles, as Chris Ledoux says. How old are you, Kev? 22. How old were you the first time you kissed a girl? 22. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully 23. <laughs> Hopefully. Do you remember? You um, haven't answered yet. I don't know. Seven. Seven? I don't know. What? You're just making stuff up. How old were you? Man, it's just one of them elementary school memories. Okay. Not exact. How old were you the first time you kissed a girl, uh, Leroy? I was four. I was at the Methodist Church pre-K thing, and that's right. I got kicked out of pre-K. That's that's right. What because, was that girl's name? That was in uh, Snyder, Texas. Kaylee. I can't Kaylee. remember her last name. Kaylee. Yeah, they got owned, kicked out of pre-K because they, yeah, they owned one of the taco joints. Taco Villa or something? Taco Boy, yeah. Something in Snyder. Taco John's. That's taco what it was. John's. Uh, we can speak freely about the fact that Leroy and I are brothers. Oh, yeah. Forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, so now we can talk about that. We were kind of holding it a secret because we find out on the Netflix show. Yeah, it's been acting like I the mean, last eight years we haven't been kin. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. a lot of people out there like right now like what? Like I had no idea. Also, we Wait, have, there's a Netflix show? <laughs> we have a sister, but you got to meet her on the Netflix show. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leroy. There's a Netflix show. <laughs> anyway, I got kicked out of pre-K cuz we got caught kissing behind the door multiple times. Not that we knew anything what actually was going on. Yeah. Saw it on a movie once. She was I kissed girls like around that age but i don't really count that because i didn't know what you I kissed four-year-olds when i was that age oh okay. yeah but yeah it's it's almost like you were replicating what your parents were yeah. doing you weren't like trying to get a girlfriend yeah. at the time like i'm gonna scoop this chick up she's gonna be my side chick all the way through pre-k 
Yeah, I do remember because when I got kicked out, mom and dad came to pick us up. I was with them. I remember. And I don't know what happened, but somehow she, Kaylee, pushed me and skinned the crap out of my knee. Yeah. And I cried. So I got in the car and yeah, I was like, I don't even like you anymore. There's no way to treat your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> what was your first kiss, Donnie? I, like real, like girlfriend, probably in sixth grade. Or boyfriend. I was 12, sixth probably. Grade. Gotcha. Corinne Tilly. <coughs> She's a doctor now. Hey, Corinne. <laughs> She's a doctor now? Yeah. Wow. She's still single? She could have been the I one. I don't think so. Could have been the one. Um, would you take an too. intern next year? And I said I always need interns, and I reiterated, text the word intern to the phone number. Timing. Favorite scripture and why? Philippians one twenty one. To live is Christ, to die is gain. Mm. That's my favorite scripture. What's your favorite hat brand? American hat. Because I'm American. Because I'm American. My God. How old do you have to be to be an intern? 21. Blythe came here a week after she turned 21. Had she been turning 20, I'd have made an exception for Blythe. I just, she impressed me enough in the interview. She, she was, I could tell she was willing to meet needs for the company that other interns didn't have a lot of interest in. And it's fine. Whatever your interest is, that's fine. But like, there's also needs of the company. For instance, when Donnie came here, um, he was uh, he was kind of working underneath Wes, and um, gross, gross. <laughs> gross. Wes was your boss, and uh, but there it was kind of overkill at the ranch. Yeah, I guess. And then you um, too many hands, not enough work. There, yeah, it was just. Well, Wes was doing such a good job. Number just one, overshadowed you, mm-hmm. and overshadowed. <laughs> and and there were, I mean, like Donnie was having a hard time, like replacing light bulbs or putting things on the top <laughs> shelf, and Wes would have to like come in and help him because he was taller than Donnie. Anyways, whatever. Donnie was like, uh, "We need. I want. I needed to send some merch to some other influencers," and uh, Donnie was like, "I'll do it." So he came to the warehouse, sent merch out, and then he started helping Lisa, and he impressed Lisa. And he was willing to do whatever we needed done. And when you impress Lisa, that is the best way to solidify your spot on the roster. You can't be giving out all the secrets yet. Because, like, hey, you're giving it out to all the potential That's not interns. a secret. And, like, that's – execution be, is now key. Now they know how to work the system. Like, Eric, like Gary Vee says, ideas are crap. Execution is, is key. And what I mean by that is if anybody can sniff through some bull crap, it's going to be Lisa. So you can't come here and just try to – you know, butter up Lisa and sneak by one. You know what I mean? Like, she'll be able to – she's the hardest-working person in the room, so, you know, you're not going to outwork her. But if you're faking it, you're not going to make it. So, anyways, Donnie impressed Lisa, and he was ready to meet whatever need we had as a company. And two and a half years he, later, he's still here getting to pursue his passion of riding Bronx. Moonlighting, as I like to call it, as a Bronx rider. Moonlighting as a bronc rider, mm-hmm. yes. Um, until one day it can be his sole source of income or number one source of income. So how old do you have to be? You got to be 21. That's the rule. But as the boss, I get to make exceptions. And if you, if I am going to make an exception, you better bring the heat. Like if you're like a rocker Steiner, possibly. I don't think that kid's going to have to enter. That kid's not saying rocker <laughs> himself. Yeah. He saying. don't want to be no Dale Brisbane. <laughs> no. No yeah. offense to someone who does, but 
he rodeo is going to be his main source of income like next year. Yeah, that kid was bred to ride bareback horses. He turns 18 in December. He's he's already been riding bareback horses for like five years. And And bareback riding, if someone, it's kind of like in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. I'd be a one-eyed man when it comes to bareback riding. So, like, I can help you put your rigging on. I can help you with with, uh, with uh, shoot procedure. I can help you with the basics, you know, of bareback riding, like riding a bareback. So, if there ain't nobody else here, I can help you. But um, he's got Casey Fields. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tilden he's got Tilden by. Hooper. Leighton Barry, I think, lives there. And uh, Cole Reiner. Yeah. yeah. He's got – he his roommates are NFR bareback riders. You know, you know. I appreciate whenever we all get to get together, but he don't need Dale Brisby. So, but what you're talking about, not to just no, no, I was, I was hypothetical, like not rocker, like somebody at that extent that is that good that doesn't have Casey or Tilden, not necessarily a bareback rider, bull rider. I don't know if you'd want a young bronc rider or not, but it's, it's a little bit more, a little bit more less forgiving. Yeah. Right now, the best bet because of how few horses we have. If I can get another horse, I've been messaging a guy. We might could take on some more bronc riders. But right now, my folk, you know, uh, you know, bull riding would be the one. Yeah. You know, that's why we brought on Kevin. If you'd have been a bronc rider, you'd have had less of a chance to come here. Sweet. But not enough horses to me, bronc riders. Hornot or Dally, and I said both. Being a Christian, what are your thoughts on drinking and cussing? I said I've never drank because I don't want it to control me like cussing does. That's why I don't cuss. <laughs> What's your favorite PBR bull, Margie Time, which I don't believe. I think he's I don't know. RIP. But um he uh I just thought he was cool bull. Because how he stacked up and it was just fun to watch. Backed up. There was there was one trip in particular watching J B ride him that is pretty cool to watch like bruiser bruiser seems like because bruiser's like super rank but but also a little more rider friendly than like an eliminator type yeah and you can also get in the pin with him and rub all over him like we did with baxter yeah that's pretty cool I heard he's not gonna kill you off like well i mean bucking yes but when you go to bushwhacker might have been like that i don't know i don't know <clears throat> Why do you always wear glasses? Um, you spelled wear wrong, but because I have something to hide. Which horse is your favorite at the ranch? I said, whoa, boom. Because well, I put his Instagram, and his Instagram is whoa, boom. Are you at taking whoa, city slickers and turning them into cowboys? And I felt like this was kind of a derogatory way to ask it. It was kind of weird. You know, it's like kind of got a negative connotation to it. Are you taking city slickers and trying to turn them into cowboys? Well, first off, I'm not really take. People are coming here on their own accord. You know, they're they're not necessarily invited. They asked to come, so they are reaching out. So it's someone who wants. You know, it's not like I'm like got this like animosity towards city slickers. You know, uh, which people who live in the city and aren't cowboys, but it's somebody coming here hungry to learn about a new industry. That's about what's going on. Pretty much, yeah. Like Donnie, he went from bartending to cowboying. Kevin. Willie went from chicken farming to cowboying. Kevin came here to... He went from whatever you were doing before. I'll have to rewind your lengthy story. Um, 
to uh, actually fold in t-shirts because you got a broken collarbone. <laughs> and whenever you get healed up, you'll be riding bulls. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. What made you want to tell the world how to be a cowboy? Uh, Netflix said, hey, you want to tell the world how to be a cowboy? Uh, yeah, you bet. That's what made us do it. Yeah. So uh, the show came from, yeah, so this production company reached out. And they were like, hey, we need to do a TV show. And I said, duh. And uh, they reached out <laughs> because we were entertaining. <laughs> and then it was like, well, what can we make the show about? And literally what we're talking about in this podcast is essentially what I told this lady on the phone. I was like, I get 20, 30, 40 messages a day of how do I get started ranching? How do I get started rodeoing? And so let's just do a show where each episode um, – we have Dale and a guest teach something new to the interns. And that's kind of, it didn't, we didn't format it like that, but that is kind of the way it worked out. Like, um, tre- the first episode is so jam-packed with action that we didn't have really time for like a hardcore lesson. It was more like meet the team. But then we got uh, Trevor makes a, a, a cameo, JB, um, Leon Coffey, Craig Cameron, Cody Webster, Cody Webster. So like Dale Brisby, a lot of celebrities in there teaching yeah, you yeah. cowboy things. And so, um, it's essentially how it came to fruition, but it was, it was like based on what I was seeing from the world, which was, Hey guy, how, how do I get into this industry? So that's what, that's what, where the show came from. Do you skip leg day? And to which I responded every day is chest day. He said, I need clothes and a hat for a photo shoot. Would you sponsor me? And I said, nah, dog. I hear the naked ones pay better anyway. (laughs) Is your collarbone still jacked? Yes, it is. Mine and Kevin's. Yep. Can a 13-year-old work on the ranch with you? I said, well, Willie Wardle does. Same thing, but different. Same, same, but different. On a scale of 1 to 10, how bad did breaking your collarbone hurt? Mine was a 4. What was yours, Kevin? 4.5. Yeah. Cause man, it was I don't like, know, man. You were like, man, I think I broke my collarbone. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, was you like, didn't seem like you were in very much pain. And then you sent us a picture of the x-ray, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah that, that's pretty broke. <laughs> it didn't hurt as bad this time as it did the last one. So the first time I broke mine, it was just like a slight break, and it didn't hurt at all. Matter of fact, it was it was... There was no pain by two or three weeks, which is what led to me re-breaking it. I leaned back and put my elbow down and hit it, broke it, which was maybe the most painful experience of my life. I don't know how I laid in bed for eight hours. I slept through the night, and then the next morning I went to what we called at A&M the quack shack. <laughs> called my brother at 7.30 in the morning, and I, he came over. I remember it. I remember it vividly because I have nightmares. And went in there, and this nurse was like, she like, she was so empathetic, and she gave me a shot in my butt of something. I don't know what it was. Did it make you feel better? It made me feel way better. Then they gave me Vicodin. I threw that on top. You know, she suggested I wait. I did not. And I went home and watched TV. It was the most trippy afternoon of TV I've ever watched in my life. But my collarbone stopped hurting. And then a couple days later, I was good to go. But this, and then the third time I broke it the other day on the beaches, it, was that a four? I didn't have to help him get dressed anymore. 
That's nice. What? He called me to come take him to the hospital or wherever the, the quack shack. Uh-huh. And I had to put his clothes on him because he couldn't. Dude, move. I couldn't. I could not. I was. It hurting. was. It was like sticking out. Was hurting. Like, why, did, why did you not call me last night? Because the quack shack wasn't open. I had to go to the ER, and it would have cost way more money. Yeah, we didn't have insurance back then. No, I did not. How many more interns will you take? As I said, it's going to depend on housing. But if if these next two are willing to live humbly, like one in Rodeo Blues and the other one in the old podcast room, I could take on two more. Well, Dude, if you mo- are you still moving to the 20-footer? Yeah, when can I do that? Whenever you want. Sweet. Move-in day. Yeah, so whenever Kevin gets moved, you guys just heard it, then we'll fill the bunkhouse, and then I might put somebody in Rodeo Blues and or the podcast room. Dude, you're going to take our hangout away from us? That would be three more spots. Well, what if they're cool? Where am I supposed to put? Then it's their front porch. What if they're not? Yeah. What if they steal my saddle? Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell people where our stuff is. (laughs) Bumper pool or gooseneck? I said gooseneck. Best way to get into a rodeo, and I said a phone. Next gen rodeo app. What kind of shirts do you wear? I said rodeo time ones. But going back to the the phone thing. So best way to get into a rodeo. If it's like an open deal, like a local thing, then there's going to be a phone number, and you just got to find somebody that knows something about it and get a phone number. But is that what they meant? I thought they meant like how to get into rodeo. Oh. Uh, best way to get into rodeo i thought they meant get to get into a rodeo or i was just being kind of a sarcastic a-hole best way to get into rodeo pick an event and then find somebody that can teach you so you can go to a rodeo school um if you go to like a rodeo type college like what kevin did do they have rodeo in ohio no not the school i just found that place on my phone Gotcha. Did like any of your buddies like go with you, or you just went by yourself? Yeah, so it was like a one-time deal. We were like, "Oh, let's all go get on a bull," and then I was like, "Well, I like that, so I'm gonna go back this weekend too." Everybody else didn't, but the compassion. Yep. <laughs> so you could do what Kevin did. You could go and and find somewhere and just jump on them. Um, you could go to a school, Sankey Rodeo School, Sankey S A N K E Y is a school that um, Lyle Sankey puts on all across the country. He does like 30 a year, might be more like 20, 25 now. He'll bring equipment. And three-day deal, usually, you know, first-timers end up only getting on five or six because they'll get so sore. But, you know, if you're just going for a tune-up, guys will sometimes get on 9, 10, 11, 12 head of, head of bulls or horses. They are rough stock. So if you're talking about getting into timed events, I, I don't know anything about those kind of schools. That's hard. That Sankey school is fun. Yeah, you don't have to take your own horse to rough stock or bull. Mm-hmm. What kind of shirts? Rodeo time ones. Is six foot two and 250 pounds too big for riding? Um, if you're talking about bull riding, that's a pretty large man. Um, and is, it, it, is it a soft 250 or is it a Gabe? A Gabe 250. Gabe two, well, Gabe is like... Gabe's like actually 190. 190 right oh, now. Really? Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I weigh 180. So it's like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. We're the same size. Because he, 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 he height. looks like he'd probably height. be about like 250, 260. Or Damn. not. To, he looks like he'd be 220. Yeah, that man is solid muscle. Um, is Jordan single? Yes, she is. Jordan395 is her Instagram. Got a picture of Gabe here, and they said, are you willing to hire interns with no experience? I say, yep. 
Next question, do you have Mexican interns? Would you take one? Same picture of Gabe. I said, yep. <laughs> but going back to the no experience thing, that's why you got. That's why it's an intern. And that's why you've got, you don't get paid, you know, because you don't know anything. Um, well, you say they don't get paid. The knowledge is payment enough. Like, you don't get paid for a couple of weeks. Yeah, like what they learn, people pay to go learn. Like what you're offering, most people have to pay for that. And now it's, yeah, work for me a little bit. That payment's knowledge for the first little bit. See if we like you or not. Yeah, so Boots made a, a joke on the podcast before last, number 70, Boots O'Neill, legendary cowboy. He made a joke saying that uh, that cowboy is good for keeping a horse off grass and water. Same joke. When this guy rides up, it's like two good cowboys riding off. I've got jeans that ride up more than this guy. That's the third joke. Um Number four, there's a lot of places on a cow he ain't punched. These are all things I've he's said about me, so that's why I remember them. They kind of sting a little. He's <laughs> <laughs> the most legendary cowboy alive. No, I'm just kidding. But um, he he didn't say him Boots, to my face. Not you, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. He didn't say him to my face. Anyways, <laughs> the point is, like, <clears throat> if you think about a, an operating ranch, and like we're going out to to wean today. And you don't know how to saddle your horse. You don't know how to, much less where to get, where to be, where to ride up, where to not ride up, you know, get lost, lose your hat, lose the herd, the horse run off, you get hurt, now I'm liable, like all those things. I've got to now spend more time teaching you. So that's why it's like there's there's a lot of, I used to get emails from TCU Ranch Management, and it would be... Um, it was a lot of job openings. I didn't go there. Our dad did. But there were a lot of job openings on that, that would pop up two or three a week. Such and such ranch looking for um, a, a ranch manager. You had a few of those. And um, it would have like, it would describe the ranch. It would describe your responsibilities. And almost every single one would say, when it said pay, it'd say um, depends on experience. And I'll get frustrated because I was like, ah, why don't you just tell me, you know, but like, but they can't, you yeah. know, because if you got into the business a year ago and you know all the book stuff, but you don't know the, what all those things I just described, like they're not going to give you the moon. You know what I mean? They're not going to pay you as good as the owner gets paid because they're going to have to train you and teach you. Now all of a sudden you're taking time away from them. So they can't give you this mint salary. So, the point is, is like when you come here, that's that's the point of the intern deal. You get to learn about this craft where you may have not previously gotten to learn in your whatever former life you had. You know, lot, not a lot of bull riders in Ohio or Tennessee, nope. not compared to Texas. So where can you go to learn to do that? Well, you can come here, but, you know, we've got this, you don't know anything. And so I can teach you to ride bulls. I can also teach you how to cowboy and do this craft. But um, I'm going to have to train you. It's going to take a while. Um, Coachability and work ethic. Really all it takes. And try. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that there are so many people willing to do this job. Yeah. It's competitive. 
You know what I mean? Like you, you're, you're not, you, it's a very competitive spot. So down the road, we've got a buddy, Leroy and I do. And, um, you have friends, great guy. Yeah. Um, and he was recently looking for a job and it would have been super cheap. He knows cows better than most of my interns. Um, can't really ride a horse, but can fence, can weld, can work on trucks. He's pretty handy. Could save me a ton of money, and I don't have to train him. We've done Bible studies together. I love this guy. If he called me at 2 in the morning, he's in a, in a bind. I'm going to go help him. We'll call we'll call this guy um, Dwight Schrute. So Dwight Schrute is, what are you going to, why would I hire you rather than Dwight? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So when you do send a video, that's what you got to convince me of. Because if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, if I just need work, hell, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hire him. You know what I'm saying? He's enjoyable. Works hard. Very intelligent. Less of a liability. I don't like. He's just gonna do the things I need done. I don't have to explain it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to train him. He's just gonna do it. So, what, what, uh, what's gonna? Why hire you instead of him? That's why, like, when some people send a video, it's like a 60 second version of like what's your what their dream is yeah you they're know? just saying all the things that they want out of the deal which is good mm-hmm. and and i do want to know that eventually but if you only got 60 seconds you better tell me what you're going to do for me yeah like i know that makes me sound like a capitalist a-hole but at the end of the day i've got this task it needs done and i gotta pick who's gonna do it and you only have 60 seconds let's you- get to the dream part later Tell me how you're going to help me. That's what uh, Blythe did. And Kevin. And Willie. And Gabe. And Joe. And Donnie. What were you going to say? Leroy? Uh, the time has passed. It's okay. The time has passed. Someone said, best way to carry an AR horseback. I said, unloaded. True or false, Jordan is Better in turn than everyone else. I said true. No offense, guys. It's truth. Chris Ledoux or George Strait? I said both because that's like picking who you love better, your mom or your dad. And I just I don't want to pick between those two individuals. I, I do think Chris would be a fan if he were alive, and I know that George is a fan because him and Super Looper, mm-hmm. Roy Cooper, uh, Tough's dad, they like Super uh, sent me a video that George had, he was like saying old son and on to the next one and all that. And it was a pretty cool moment. That's neat. Things I should know before moving to Texas. I really want to move. And I said, nothing, just come on. Uh, please consider why we might be so great before you try and change us though. It's like, people want to move here. You know what I'm saying? Like there's things that there's Texas is a great place to live and people want to move here. So, just consider why it's so great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Remember Maybe why you're we leaving sh- where you're leaving. Don't try to make Texas yeah. what it is that you just left. Exactly. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And there's going to be some stuff in there where... And you got exceptions. There are some a-holes in Texas, like Dale Brisby. But for the most part... Me. Will there be a second season to your Netflix show? And I said, Lord willing... Advice on busting Bronx, lift and stay back. How many wigs do you buy a year? Guess. Y'all try to guess. I'd say 12, one for each month. Mm. Seven. 24. Two. Yeah. You get the good ones, man. 
You guys are. You, you guys need a new st- wig guy. That's why they stink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't wash them either because the hair falls out. Yeah. Favorite song right now? I said Emerald by Morning. No, I'm just kidding. I said if I don't call by Leroy <laughs> Gibbons. <laughs> it, my music doesn't have to be your favorite music. It's okay. Like I'm, oh, the look you just gave me says otherwise. Well, it's because you sing it all the time. And so I figured. If I don't call, don't you rick-a-dick-a-doo. Had you heard his song before you came here? Yep. Had? <laughs> yes, sir. Kevin, I'm going to task you with something. Alrighty. Try to give us a story that will last longer than 90 seconds. The first time I broke my collarbone bull riding, uh, I had to drive my piece of junk. Toyota that's a manual two hours to the not the nearest hospital because the nearest one had like crackheads outside and I didn't want to mess with them so went to the next one and side I'm, note I hit pause if it doesn't go longer than 90 seconds you're fired 10-4 and so I'm rattling because my truck's got chopped up mud tires and a bad alignment and I'm rattling the whole time and it's just beating up my collarbone and so I finally get there and then I get checked in. You're on your way where again? The hospital. Okay. And because I'd never been injured bull riding before. And when I got stepped on, like, my collarbone broke out this way. And then I got stepped on here. And I was laying there. I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh, man, I popped a lung. This is where I die <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then I started going, hmm, and all the bullfighters started laughing at me. And they're like, yeah, get it out. <laughs> and I just finally was like, hmm. But, yeah, back to the truck, beat me up the whole way to the hospital. And then uh, sat in the ER for an hour. And they finally came in. The nurse dude was like, how much pain are you in? And I was like, 10, give me something now. <laughs> like, I've been sitting here for an hour, 10. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me a shot of morphine. I was like, well, now they're probably going to make me stay. No, I said, oh, you're good to go. Drove home, stopped at McDonald's, and uh, slapped myself in the face to stay awake. I don't know if morphine makes you tired, but I was really tired. Then uh, got home, wearing my nice new sling, went upstairs, went to bed. That was my first <laughs> collarbone break. You went about eight seconds over. Great job there, <laughs> Kev. <laughs> How come your buddies didn't drive you? I went by myself. Oh, I thought you, they were. Ju- why were they there? No, this was this wasn't the first time. That was the first time I broke it. My buddies went a couple other times. Well, you were saying they were making fun of you. The, the bullfighters. bullfighters. Yeah, they weren't my buddies. They were just making yeah, but fun of me. So they, they met you there? No, they were helping me up. At the, sorry, I jumped time. Okay. I was trying to keep up with the 90 second. So you just made a bunch of shit up? No. I went from <laughs> driving down the road back to getting stepped on originally. Okay. And so when they were helping me up off the ground or telling me to get up, they were like, yeah, get it out. The timeline is messy, but it's all true. It's all true. Gotcha. 100%. Okay. Well, usually with my stories, the timeline is messy, and only about half of it is true. That was a true story with a bad timeline. I believe you. I believe you. And it's better than a Dale Brisby story because it's true. Holy crap. What? <laughs> that truck's loud. Yeah. Like Wes is back. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's on to the next one. He's going to uh, Midland. Got Back to Midland. I don't know how the song goes, but 
don't either. He sold his camper, though. It must be like a... I didn't know he bought another one. You didn't see that big, huge camper he bought? No. He's trying was... to sell that one that he had here for forever. Yeah, but he was working here. He Now that he was in line work, he probably just had to text like eight guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was like a big fifth wheel, like gooseneck, big rascal. But anyway, yeah. Isn't he going to work in line work? Well, yeah, that's what he was in. in line and he's work. going into line but work. I, I guess he's probably got a job he doesn't need a camper. Oh. Moving on up. Moving on up to the east side. So, um, Wait, it's west. What? Yeah, whichever side. I'm not moving up. I've not moved up in a while. So <laughs> I'm used to just like staying about where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle. You bet. What, uh, where do you see yourself in five years, Kev? Trying to ride bulls. Really? Yeah, somewhere. Here, so since you've hopefully. gotten hurt, I guess I've kind of been out of touch with exactly how passionate you are about riding bulls. Yeah, I keep coming back to it. <clears throat> you just, you've had these 10-week breaks because of this collarbone thing. <laughs> yeah, it really makes you want it. Yeah. When you don't get to for 10 weeks at a time. Right. Yeah, you got to come out there and help us get these guys on Bronx and watch Willie progress. I could see. Is that what made you get on prematurely? I think that was just me thinking I was good to go. Yeah, but I'm saying like watching Willie and like, so you you wouldn't have waited another. You probably would have got on regardless of Willie or anybody getting on. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Well, fifty. How long have we been talking? Fifty minutes, thirty seconds. So most of our most of our podcast the questions lately have been about interns. I'm not sure why. And usually when we do the Q&A thing, it always goes to interns. Yeah, I think that's like a, what your fan base is. A lot of them probably want that position, yeah. I would think. It's pretty coveted. I'm not concerned about yeah, us talking about the intern program too much on this podcast specifically because that's what it's going to be titled because we're meeting one of the new interns. So I don't think people are going to be caught off guard that that's what we end up talking about the whole podcast. But it just... And man, it's the freaking it's the the foundation of the Netflix show. Like like I said, like that's what man, like but I don't understand why more people don't do it. Do what? Oh, other guys. Maybe like, it's because of this industry. Yeah, maybe. I I mean, it does it is an industry that can get kind of clicky. Like you know the people well, you're around. What I'm saying is just like like uh, people are, want to be an intern here because uh like they may not want to be an intern for dale brisby if it wasn't if he wasn't a cowboy like the actual learning this craft oh, i thought that's right. what you were talking about yeah was like the western industry like why don't more guys in the well West? there there's not a lot of other people doing what dale brisby does no, in this industry. but there's guys that are uh really skilled at their craft that that should yes yeah that's and that's what i'm saying yeah i wonder why more people in this industry aren't and it could go back to why you have to wait to get a new intern they might they might not have a place to put them like yeah. they're gonna have to show up not get paid and they're gonna have to stay in a hotel room because they don't have a bunkhouse to stay in down to yeah. they don't you know well you gotta I, go buy a fifth wheel to park out back for a new guy to stay in i guess there's i guess i'm just Using the word intern might not be the way to do it because there's a lot of guys that'll like have a driver. Yeah. And that's a version of that. 
Yeah. There's a lot of rodeo cowboys that'll take a young guy under their wing, teach him how to rodeo, and then they'll that guy will have to drive the night shift and do the. Well, I mean, that's anywhere. So that's, that's maybe that's a go. version of an intern. So I guess I just put a, a a weird word on a spin on the word, and like to to go for work for those guys or drive for those guys you kind of have to have a little bit of experience i guess to like true to reach i don't know yeah. you, you put yourself out there a little the more for people to reach out to them and the and, western in, industry is kind of sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no go ahead but it's kind of like it's intimidating like i think like it's it's if you don't know yeah anything about it like yeah, you're probably not going to just reach out to Jacobs Crawley mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, can I go? Can I come do whatever at your house for you?" And then you teach me how to ride Bronx. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't read a book and like, or look up something on the internet and really have a full grasp on. Yeah, something like that. In my opinion, I mean, you could watch Del Brisby's YouTube. Yeah, that's a start. That, but yeah, but I mean, I know I'm messing with you. Well, don't. um yeah no that is an interesting thing but like dean when the first one came on you know he i'm telling you it was like simultaneously the week i decided i i I had something to offer someone and i it might have been lisa or somebody or Leroy. i was like man i'm thinking about taking on an intern and then i got a dm from dean and and I was like, whoa, because he needed actual college credit, uh-huh. and I, and and so I was like, how do I go about this? And so I was like, well, let me get him to send me a video to make sure he's not a weirdo, uh, which he ended up being a weirdo. But he sent me a video, and I was like, um, and you know, as a normal guy, and you know, did a little research, not much. And I was like, okay, come on. So he showed up shortly after my first back surgery, so it was perfect, and he was just like. But anyhow, the point is, is like, that's how it got started. And it was an actual internship, which out of the 11 that have been here, he's only one of two that got actual college credit for it. Nick got some college credit for his internship. I was gonna, but I didn't know if I was coming right before I had to sign up for a class. Then you graduated. Mm -hmm. So I told Wes, not, not, not uh, Wes, um, it wouldn't have been Dean. Oh, Garrett Kelly Johnson. Uh-huh. He was the next one. Uh-huh. And I told Garrett Kelly, I was like, look, you're going to – I just – I called him an intern the whole time he was here. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it was like a subtle way to let people know this is a position. Yeah. And maybe that's the other thing. It's just like people don't know that guys like Trevor or Jacobs or, you know, a lot of them rodeo guys will take on a driver. Like, there's sometimes over the fourth, like, you don't have to know a lot about rodeoing. If you if you can pull a trailer, you might be hired. Yeah. Pull a trailer, pull a trailer and you don't mind driving all night, driving 20 hours. And you can't be a weirdo because they got to sit in the truck with you. Yeah. They, they probably, they want, so it's kind of, it gets kind of specific the more you think about good it. Good taste in music, good. Got to be able to go with the flow. I like books on tape, so I hope you like them too. But, like, you think those guys need someone, like, in October, in, like, November? They probably need someone at the ranch, I bet. That's your time to learn. And then maybe that's their time to learn. Yeah. Um, 
because a lot, especially talking about timed event guys, like a lot of the, I mean, they got, you got to have some sort of something because you yeah. keep, you got at least one horse. Yeah. You that, know? I mean, and the new season started. So, I mean, you're still going to go. They're still going to be going down the road a little bit. It'll be but. rough stock guys that I think are less likely. Maybe that's it. Because I don't get any timies. Of course, I'm not one, but like, Maybe there's a lot of places for timed event guys to go and learn, but rough stock, like, where That's are you going to go? That's such a hard – like, you have to – I feel like you have to have a foundation in that. For timed event? Yeah. Yeah. There's some guys that – like Cole Cameron, of course, he could ride the crap out of a horse, so mm-hmm. he did have a foundation. Yeah. But had, like, no rodeo experience. Stupid athletic, though. Stupid and, athletic. Yeah, and he played D1 football as a linebacker, but – what I was going to say is, like, it took him, like, four months, and he was turning steers over in less than five seconds. Nice. He's so in steer good. wrestling. Like, if when Gabe gets done with this deal, if if we get a season two and he were to be, like, a steer wrestling part of it, like, I'm going to take him to Cole Cameron's. But that anyways, the point the is, whatever. But, but you're right, foundation. So I don't think way. you need as much of a foundation in rough stock, but, like, going like what what's going to happen is what happened with kevin if you go to like a stock contractor's house like they're gonna run stuff under you that you're not ready for yeah and i mean not every one of them there might be there might be a handful out there that it is they're going to take care of you they're not going to let you get on bruiser on your third bull but in well some of them might buck like bruiser that's true they don't know but but and in their defense they got to get them bucked yeah like they got they and and like but but the point in it is is matching up like where they're at in their career where if they get on twelve bruiser calves in a row, like how good is that going to be for them? Yeah, for their first twenty bulls, you know. So like you, you learn to get bucked off. But I, I I just don't know a lot of the you know, I'm sure. It's just a lot easier said than done. You yeah, know? like it's right. the first starting out anywhere on anything it's gonna be rough you know yep like <clears throat> yep there's a lot of schools though rodeo schools i don't know i mean even before rodeo time inc like snook how many people did we put on their first bull out there bunch a bunch like that's small stuff like that and it might it might not be the place it's just the person find adele brisby like find somebody that is willing to give you his time for free yeah. How many of them? It might only be for a couple hours, but soak it up. Sorry. No, you're good. You, were, I, I interrupted you. How many of them do you think went on to continue to get on bulls? How many what? Of the guys that you put on. For their first bull, yeah. very small percentage. Yeah. But I know, like, Weston like, was getting on bulls. He was and, a pretty good bull rider. And he, then, well, he, you know, he went on – he got started fighting bulls there. Mm-hmm. And – I got him to fight a bull for me and showed him the ropes, showed him the basics, the fundamentals, and then he took off, took it to a whole nother level. Yeah, he fell in love with it. Um, there were a few other guys. Like, I remember one guy because I went to class with him, and uh, I can't remember his name, but I saw him at rodeos for a few years after that. Yeah. There was a there was a, a bull rider like that, and there were one or two bronc riders I remember specifically. Um, Freaking A, what was that kid, the other kid? Um, Tristan Mize, he didn't get on his first bull at Snook, but he got on some bulls at Snook, mm-hmm. and he, I mean, he's still rodeoing today. He's like 12, but in the jackpots with all the college kids and grown men. 
But most of the time, it was a bucket list thing. Yeah. You know, like some guys on the football team came out. Um, some firemen from Canada. They still owe me a bear hunt. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it was just uh, random people all the time. Same thing with, you know, still still about the probably the same percentages today. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, if you think about it, the list, the percentage of people in the world that are going to get on a bull is very small. What do you think, like 4%? No, less no. Yeah. Uh, in the world like that just get on a bull. Point, 0.4%. Yeah, I mean, less than, yeah, less than that. But the the percentage of those people that end up making it a career is even smaller. Yeah. You know. I mean, heck, how many bull riders are in the PRCA? So, because I'm thinking, like, if you look at, and it, it, a lot of guys, it's not going to be their sole source of income. Even the best bull riders in the world, they got multiple streams of income. But as far as the number one source of income, man, I bet it's down to 100 guys total. Yeah. Maybe 200. If you think about PBR, um, PRCA, and then your top guys at AMI Rodeos who have a very low, you know, standard of living as far as like how much you know cost of living i mean yeah. so like technically they would fall into that this is my number one source of income but even if we're 100 off like th- if it's 300 yeah. people i mean still not that many that's not, that's not very many people no that make it a living you know now hobbyists and guys that just might win some money i mean tack on another couple thousand yeah. to that you know and then guys that, but Still, it's it's a it's a niche thing. You know? Yeah, it. I mean, like I said, it's kind of intimidating. Like, especially if you don't have someone to like show you. Hey, yeah. You put your ladder go this way, not this way. Like, right. Like little things like that. Even I think I don't know. And then a little bit bigger world is just riding a horse and being a cowboy. Yeah. It's bigger than bull riding, obviously. Yeah. But um. <clears throat> but still the number of people that go on to use that to make a living is oh yeah that might that might be fewer That's people hard. that i've come across it's hard to make like you have to be good to make a living doing that like just like bull riding or riding bronx or anything right 100 percent. you gotta be good if you're if, to do it you're gonna day work you gotta be good at it to be invited back yeah like, it's then you got to be even better to become like a camper or yeah hired on full yeah. time somewhere and even that like how that's even fewer and far between that's what when yeah. it comes to rodeo and like how many Burson brothers are out there right not many yeah like maybe five or six other sets yeah maybe right no it's it's a it's a very but it it's it's a it's doable yeah it's doable you could be the needle in the head. Like, you could yeah. you, like, don't that, let it stop you from I, trying. I'm not going to tell somebody they can't do it. Yeah. What what happens most often before someone realizes they can't do it, they'll realize they don't want to. Yeah. That's what happens most often. Like, there, there's a lot of people that come to this craft, whether it's cowboying or, or bull riding or whatever, that um, they don't start out very good, but they get to where they are good. And the thing that dies off before their talent is their passion for the, the sport, yeah. which is completely okay. Absolutely. 
it's completely okay. As dangerous as it is, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, right. like and and that's it's okay to like pivot and go do something else in life at any point, you know, whether you're you're trying to be a a farmer or a CPA or a bull rider, a professional cowboy, like you can pivot and go a different direction at any point. That's a strength. That's not a weakness in my opinion. But <clears throat> Cause like people even back home have asked me or like about riding Bronx or like, do you really think that you can do like you can do that for a living? And I was like, I got to believe that I can. Or what else is the point? And, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is. Well, and there's probably a lot of things that don't click for them. Yeah. When they say, it's probably a, a very heavy thing. Like they don't understand how much money can be won at rodeos. Yeah. They don't understand you've been you your eyes have been open to okay this is a sport that has fundamentals to it yeah nobody's going to keep me from entering that rodeo so i can throw my hat in the ring if i can i can enter these rodeos strategically and then if i execute the fundamentals better than these other guys i win more money yeah it's that sim- it's pretty simple yeah are you good at this craft okay are you better than these other guys they're going to pay you mm-hmm. but people don't people don't understand that and 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 that's okay, but then you throw in the danger factor, and it just makes their head spin. Yeah. But I mean, it's the same thing as football players. Yeah. We just don't make as much money as they do. No. I mean, yeah. Dale Brisby does, but I don't think there's a football player alive that can hit harder than the animals that we get on. Yeah, I mean, a horse kick you in the right, you're dead. You're dead. Bull step on you in the right or run over you in the wrong. I mean, you're gone. But the thing about football, though, <laughs> those guys get really hit really hard uh, for an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Ours is eight seconds. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you know, and it's constant. And, I mean, things can go bad in a bronc ride. Things can go well, like you ride good in a bronc or a bull ride, and you can still get hurt. But a lot of times, like if you know what you're doing, like you can have bull rides and bronc rides where you can have bull rides and bronc rides where you walk away unscathed. Yeah. Where in football, like you're gonna get hit no yeah. matter what. Yeah. You know, every time. And when it, when you go talking about the elite level, how many NFL players are there? It's not know. very many. It's like a, it's like a thousand. Yeah, I was gonna say probably like. Well, it's 53 teams, 53 people per team, 32 teams. So, yeah, dude, a little. Yeah, more than a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. About 2,500. <laughs> We're all trying to do the math. 16, 1,700, something <laughs> yeah. like that. But anyway, not very many people. Anyhow. Oh, well. So, this is a, it's, it's a, it's a fun life. It's a fun life. But you gotta you gotta strike while the iron's hot, you know, because you get down, you get further in life, and things start changing. It's harder. You get a family. Yeah. You get you got other responsibilities, other people to answer to. You guys, twenty two, twenty five, this is the time to do it, do it. But um, heck, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just talking about the guys at this yeah, table. If you, yeah. If you got the choice, like start early. Yeah. yeah. If you can do it. But the other thing about that is, like, man, you get to craft your own life. You know, Donnie's living the Donnie Ray Daytona life. Kevin's living Kevin. Tristan Mize got started when he was 12. Well, that's Tristan Mize, you know. 
Donnie's not Tristan. Yeah. Tristan ain't Donnie. Like, he, if if he's on this path where he gets to go to the NFR nine times because he go to his, goes to his first one when he's 23, you know, well, then that's what his, his deal is because he got started 10 years before that. And if yours is you go to the NFR, you know, three times starting when you're 28 and then you decide you're done at 31, then that's your path. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not – and then maybe you you may want to, like, try to scoop up a younger chick at that point mm-hmm. if you want to have a family. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? 29. You're 31. Why does it matter? Yeah, but I, <laughs> I need somebody who's going to be 25. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, 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 but seriously, you know, you might just – and it doesn't mean – I mean, if you got the right girl – you know, yeah, that's gonna be need to be something she loves about you. Yeah, if she doesn't like going down the road. Or if either she, either she likes going with you down the road, or she's okay with you being gone three days a week every week. <laughs> you know, but and it's possible to find one. You gotta have a lot of trust in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> three months out of the summer being gone. Yeah, really. Like if you wanted to, you could do two. You know, two girls. <laughs> two months. Oh, okay. I had three one time. Three so, <laughs> I remember Jacob saying he was rodeoing full time, and I picked him up at the airport once, and he said it was the longest he had been away from Lauren, his wife, who he had been married to for a couple of years at this point. It was the longest he had been away from her since they had got married, and that was two weeks. So, either she went out to meet him, or he came back to and And Jacob's in Sterling rodeo hard. Yeah. But, you know, having their son kind of changed that. And she, but they took their son out. You know, JB and Samantha took Jagger out. You got to have a little better financial situation at the rodeos to do that. Yeah. Like you can't be <laughs> scraping the. JB and them are on the road right now. For a month, yeah. He would have been gone this whole time if he didn't get, want to take that little break. Doctor at least out of a couple of rodeos because he didn't like his draw, but. Came home for a week or two. It's good to see him. That's fun. Yeah, we went and hung out at his house. Willie got some time on the uh, drop, barrel. drop barrel. Do you have a little FOMO then? Nah. You don't get FOMO? Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should have. Well, thank you guys for listening. Got to meet Kevin, the new intern. Um, he's doing great. Getting that collarbone healed up. And uh, he's going to get back on some bulls. If you'd like to, if you're interested in be, becoming an intern, um, please text me the word intern to 940-353-0890. It'll put you in a little group in my in my phone, and uh, the next time we need an intern, I'm going to send a text to those people, and I'm going to tell them this is how you apply. I'm not going to post it on social media. I'm going to text you. This is going to be the only way to get the next spot. Text 940-353-0890, but you got to text the word intern. And it, it groups all kinds of people. So you can text me the word podcast, and I'll let you know when podcast comes up. Text me the word YouTube, I'll tell you when a YouTube video is coming on. Special offer, we'll get you codes on the, um, like a free ship code or a discount code offered on dalebresby.com. So what other is there? JB Poster. If you want the JB Mooney signed caps or you want that's the only time I'll let people know it's in the text. So if you want to know all of it, text me JB Poster Intern Podcast YouTube Special Offer all in one text, and you'll be <laughs> good to go. 
So also hit us up on cameo.com. Yeah. Yeah. Life yeah. advice. Leroy. Um, find that one thing in life that you're not good at and just don't do that thing. I like it. Makes life easier. Donnie? Man, just go for it. Do what you love. Who cares what anybody thinks? Contradicting my life advice? No. Well, it's just the yin to your yang. Yin yang. Kevin, what you got? This is going to blow our socks off. Kevin's about to blow our socks off, y'all. Commit to the chase, stay in the race. Matthew McConaughey. Okay. I like it. Sounded cooler when he said it. I like it. All right, all right, all right. Uh, our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we often might win by fearing to attempt mm. Shakespeare by way of Gary LaFue by way of Muna Desperados Gary LaFue said it quoted Shakespeare on Muna Desperados our doubts are traitors make us lose the good we often might win by fearing to attempt so go out there and what does he say? Yeah, I can't remember. It's been so Go long. Out there, chase your dreams. Yeah, pow pow, and on to the next one, dude. We got to get a VCR. I know. Swing, so play that. We'd call Barry Tubb, get more copies of it.